Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Well, everybody seems to be talking about it now. It's odd that it's coming up at the moment. We heard from Chris Ballard yesterday, the Colts GM. We heard from Jim Ursay. Not exactly ruling out Lamar Jackson. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on Sirius XM Channel 80, the ESPN app, your smart speakers. You know, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. We have taken a lot of your calls today on the Colts and if they should draft a quarterback or trade for Lamar. And it feels odd to suggest that they should tra- they should draft a quarterback at number four when you have the two candidates that you're rolling the dice with as opposed to trading for it. But that aside, Kenty, I always love to hear coaches dance around questions, right? So we've got sound bites from three coaches at the NFL meetings talking about their quarterback situation. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right, first up, Arthur Smith of the Falcons, one of those teams that immediately in the offseason we would have suggested would have been a perfect spot for Lamar Jackson, especially after they went after Deshaun Watson, but one of those teams that immediately said we will not be pursuing Lamar Jackson. Very clear. The plan is obviously to start Desmond. That's our plan going forward right now. You know, there's a guy that's started the last four games. I thought he made a significant improvement. His first start, the second start, third and fourth. We expect him to make a Another leap is option. So, Canty, Desmond Ritter, option Desmond one. Ritter. <laughs> Dear God. Oh, my God. Desmond um, Ritter. Nothing against Desmond Ritter, but it's Desmond Ritter. That's option number one. How about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Todd Bowles? What about, uh, you know, uh, your quarterback situation? And I believe... Outside of Baker Mayfield, the only other possibility right now is Kyle Trask. Just his knowledge of the game. I I think Kyle has a lot of moxie that you don't get to see. Those of us who see him every day, Kyle does more work on the side away from the cameras. Every time I look up and come in the office, he's out there working by himself trying to get better. And I I think that's number one for a quarterback to have is inner drive. His inner drive is there. He can read defenses. You know, he can process very quickly and he can run an offense. It was just when you have a guy like Tom Brady, you don't, a guy like that doesn't get many reps. So it's hard to do. So I look forward to him to come out this year and really shows what he can do. So it's about inner drive. That's the first thing you have to have as a quarterback, can't he? Not talent. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what to say other than to acknowledge that this is all sounding very ridiculous. I've got one more I, I for mean, you. Uh, Speaking uh, oh, of you ridiculous. Got something else for me? Okay. Oh, there's let more. Me, let, let me hear. Let me Ron hear. Rivera. On his team's quarterback situation. Well, I just think the biggest thing is where we are. I mean, it's, it's again, we got to remember when you bring an entity that that has you know the 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 number, the contract number, and the impact it's going to have, it's going to change exactly what we're trying to do right now. And that's the thing that we decided in terms of where we wanted to go when we had our discussions. You know, as as a group, 
we talked about what we felt and how we feel about it, and we felt that going forward with what we've got with Sam and Jacoby now, we feel we, we can do that because of the guys that we have as playmakers. You know, because, again, when you, when you bring in uh, a player with a big number, it impacts you, and, and you have to now, what do you have to give up? You know, who do you have to let go? And so that's, that's a big thought for us, and it was something we didn't want to have to do in terms of letting specific players go that we brought in for a specific reason. It's funny, at the beginning you talked about what we're trying to do now. I can I tell you what you're I, not trying to do right now, and that's win. That, that's what I don't understand. I mean, Jacoby Brissett, no disrespect to him, is a career backup. And Sam Howell started a grand total of one game. Sam Howell! One game? Fourth round pick. What, what, what did he show throughout the season and in that one game that would garner this type of commitment from the franchise? Now, you can try to talk about, oh, what it would cost to get Lamar Jackson, the draft picks, and and – and the compensation, the salary, the contract, all of those other things. But big fella, at some point, you have to make a decision that the franchise isn't going to get where it wants to go unless you have a quarterback that's not the worst guy in your division. Right now, that's where you're at. You live right now in the cellar of the NFC East because your quarterback situation, your quarterback room is the worst in the division. If you have any fancies of competing with the Eagles and the Cowboys for a division title, then you probably better go out there and get you a quarterback that can be a difference maker. I have not seen that from Sam Howe. Don't know if he can develop into that guy. We haven't seen that from Jacoby Brissett in his career, and I don't think we're alone in terms of looking at him as not the long-term answer for the commanders. So it's clear that the guy that you need to be a force multiplier in order to contend in your division, in your conference – is not in your quarterback room. So just exactly what are you trying to do, Ron Rivera? And I would open that question up to the Atlanta Falcons, and I would open that question up to the other teams that have seemingly no interest or use in a quarterback of Lamar Jackson's ilk. None. None whatsoever. I'll tell you what's going to be ideal for me for the commanders. First of all, Ron Rivera's job is on the line. You think he feels good about having it in the hands of Sam Howell? I'm saying no. Number two... Canty, we talked about this before the show. An ideal situation for the commanders with everything that they're doing and not doing is for them to be bad, but not bad enough to get the number one overall pick. Let's see them go go win five, six games, and they end up around seven. Yeah, let's keep them out of the Drake May, Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Why right. don't we? Because Here, we want to firmly ensconced in no man's the land. The level of idiocy with this decision <laughs> to not go after Lamar Jackson, I can't properly put into words. But you said that Ron Rivera's on the hot seat. Those other two coaches, Arthur Smith with the Atlanta Falcons and Todd Bowles with the Tampa Bay Bucks, yeah. they also going into the season on the hot seat. And for me, when you start to hear them rationalize something that doesn't make sense, it's not, it's literally nonsensical. When they try to rationalize it, with the inner drive that the player shows or the work ethic behind the scenes, that just lets you know that there's something bigger at play. First in the building, last to go home. Oh, please. Dear God, stop. How about the guy that can win games? And is that as well an incredibly hard worker as well? Wow. I, I Rationalization, it's an amazing thing, isn't it? Like the way that you can try to... I, I know that they're out there saying what their owners want them to say.
because that's yeah. part of the gig. Well, that's a part of keeping your job, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, but at the same time, how do you sleep? How do you sleep knowing that you can't have a chance to win with the guys that right now are on your team? But think about this. How do you go to your locker room and say, hey, guys, we don't need Lamar Jackson, even though everybody damn well knows that you can go after him and you can get him? Ladies and gentlemen, the answer, Kyle Trask. Yeah, but that's why those teams are where they're at right now. That's why the Bucks are where they're at right now. That's why the Falcons are where they're at right now. And the Commanders, it speaks for itself. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Let's get in a couple of calls here. They've been patient. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Bill's in Tennessee next on ESPN Radio. Hey, Bill. Hey. Hey. I'm here. All right, bro. Hi. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> Love your show. Uh, this may be completely ridiculous. You think the Titans would show an interest, maybe show uh, Trey Tannehill in a first-round pick and go after him? To go after Lamar, I think it would be more than Tannehill in a yeah, first-round pick. T- Tannehill is not a value add in that trade, no. if that makes sense. Yeah. T- t- that's, a, that's a negative contract right now. Tannehill, what he would be in that kind of a trade is a bridge guy to get them to next year when they would draft a quarterback. Yeah. That's what he would be. And I don't see that. You need a lot more than that to work with. Plus, I don't know where Tennessee stands right now on Malik Willis. I- I'm assuming they're not terribly high on him. Yeah. But so based on what we saw last year, but mm-hmm. I don't know that for certain. Paul in California next on ESPN Radio. Hey, Paul. Hey, guys. Love the show. Have you guys thought that teams are making the, the calculation that Lamar Jackson isn't worth the money that he's asking? He's an east-west runner. East-west runners get hurt often. East-west hurt runner. Uh, east-west runner. Yeah, east-west runner. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Go ahead, Bill. Sideways. He's going to get hit, he's going to get tackled, he's going to get hurt, and he doesn't throw as well in the pocket as Jalen Hurts or Justin Herbert, who are north-south runners, go down, take on guys head-on, and don't get split on the side and get injured. That's I think people don't want him because he can't throw well enough, and he's going to get hurt the way he plays in order to win. So, Bill, let me ask you a question. Is Jalen Hurts or Justin Herbert, are those guys worth fully guaranteed contracts? I, I think they're worth more than no, no, no. I'm asking a specific question because Lamar, Lamar. No, no. I'm asking you a specific question, Bill. You just brought up those guys being better throwers from the pocket. I'm asking you because those guys are eligible for contract extensions. Are those guys worth fully guaranteed contracts? There, I think Lamar's worth a fully guaranteed contract, just not as much as the other two guys. Or you know, uh, Deshaun Watson might be overpaid. But he might be. He's not worth what the other two guys are. I'm asking you a simple question. Bill, I'm asking, I'm trying to give you a chance to talk, Bill, but you're not answering the question. Is is Justin Herbert and Jalen Hurts worth fully guaranteed contracts? Yes. Okay. And and you're saying that Lamar isn't because you don't think he's as good a player as those guys? Not as big of one, but he's worth a guaranteed contract, but behind those guys as far as because of durability and style. Okay, got it. All right, bro. I, I wanted to let you handle that, and because I, I it, he lost me at East West Runner. Yeah. When I'm watching video this morning with Devin McCourty on Get Up, and he's dancing around Devin. And I love Devin, but he was making Devin look silly. 
at a couple yeah. of times running downfield. Kenji and Carlin, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. We head now to Arizona. We welcome in Courtney Cronin, ESPN NFL Nation Bears reporter. And she is, of course, one of many people that fill in on this show all the time, and we appreciate that. Courtney, Kathy and Carlin, first of all, uh, what did you make of the rules changes that were brought about and specifically not brought about earlier today? Yeah, I mean, the rough in the passer one, I felt like that was not going to get, you know, pushed through. It's in, you know, you talk to offensive coaches here, it's the one that the Rams proposed to have review on that. Um, I just, I, I'm not surprised that that one did not get pushed through, uh, it, just in terms of like the viability of it, like defensive coaches, I was talking with Mike Vrabel yesterday. They don't want to see those calls reviewed in the moment. And you can understand why, because you're, you're asking defensive players in a split second to do something. And if they, you know, get called for it, or if they don't get called for it, like it ends up getting solved the next week when the fines don't get levied, but you know, in addition to that, I thought I think the big one is the one cut that we now see at the end of uh, training camp and the end of the preseason. So the roster goes in one false swoop from 90 to 53. And that's just going to make the waiver process a lot more difficult, I think. And it's going to take a lot for, you know, scouting staff to sort through all of that in in one or two nights. And so... That'll be interesting because usually when you see it go from 90 to 75 and other players who get cut get signed to other teams and have another chance. So this will make it interesting as rosters start to get put together, practice squads get put together going into week one. And then, of course, you know, everybody cares about the number zero and all of that. And, you know, that proposal going through with the hand of the Philadelphia Eagles, the ones who presented it was interesting. Courtney, the other big news coming out of the owners' meetings that's not player-related is that the Washington Commanders now have two potential groups that have fully financed bids that meet Daniel Snyder's asking price of $6 billion in place. What can you tell us about the timeline in which the league expects that a deal will be done for the purchase of the, of the team? Yeah, I'm not so sure that there is a direct timeline on it right now. I think that that's still up in the air, but that was a significant thing when we hear about what the bids would look like, who's involved in these ownership groups, and all of that news starting to trickle out last week. It feels like it's becoming more real that Daniel Snyder will indeed be selling this team sooner rather than later. Uh, just, you got to wonder for Washington, like when do they want this? Do they want this to drag into the 2023 season? Do they want to try to be done with this? at some point in the next year or so. I mean, we think about how long it took that Denver Broncos sale to go through because of some of the things that were going on inside the Broncos organization with the Bolin family and how they were going to be able to pull off a sale of, of that magnitude for $4.5 billion to the Walton Penner Group. It certainly feels like there's a lot more red tape that these uh, new potential owners are going to have to sift through when it comes to Daniel Snyder and the Washington Commanders selling the team. But as far as we know right now, it doesn't feel like there's any sort of like concrete timeline on when the league expects this to happen. But I think that just from hearing about it here, I wouldn't be surprised if it's within the next year. Courtney Cronin, ESPN NFL Nation Bears reporter, and she's on this show all the time. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. What have, your, what have been your takeaways from all the Lamar Jackson talk out there? Because it, it seems from the outside looking in that it's been the dominant topic. Yeah, I mean, it's calculated. The second that John Harbaugh sits down yesterday at owners' meetings to talk at the AFC breakfast, it, 
it just, I mean, the, the tweet came out immediately. And the fact that he asked for the trade allegedly on March 2nd, I don't think he should have had to ask for a trade because more or less he was already in that situation where he had to go out and field offers for himself, for teams to, you know, try to sign him to a contract. And then those teams would have to give up the two first round picks. So I, I think that it's, I think this is kind of like the nuclear option for Lamar Jackson because he's realizing he's running out of options and to put in a public trade request like that to magnify how displeased he is with the entire situation in Baltimore. And he doesn't feel like he's being treated the way that he should be valued. All of those things with the financial elements of it too. This is his one way of controlling the narrative and controlling the message around him. I remember saying it on this show last week that I wish we could just hear from Lamar. I wish we could just hear what he actually wants because all these cryptic BS tweets are getting real tired. And same with the Instagram posts, like come out, be an adult, say it, say exactly what's going on. And that's what he did. So, I mean, to his credit, it would have, would have been nice if he would have like proofread some of the things that, uh, you know, he tweeted. Apparently they can't outsource anything within his camp, which is annoying, but um, you know, I look at that situation and I feel like it's far from over and, you know, there's not teams clamoring right now to get Lamar Jackson. This will be a situation I will venture to guess goes way past the draft when teams are already set up with their new quarterbacks, and then we find out where the holes are. Courtney, is the belief in NFL circles that Lamar Jackson will be back with the Ravens, or has he played his last out in Baltimore? I think he's played his last outing, and, I mean, it's it's hard to, like, fathom that because think about it. Like, if he doesn't get – if nobody else signs him, what do you do? Because if you go into the CBA, you have to report, I believe it's by like week 10 in order to, you know, accrue a season towards free agency next year. And you don't get paid if you don't play. I mean, this is obviously, I mean, the, the situation with Houston and deciding to pay Deshaun Watson to have him sit is, is an anomaly. And that doesn't happen, especially for franchise players. But I think if he is this dug in, which that's the thing, like, he has been so dug in this entire time, and it's become a principal thing right now. I mean, it takes a very humble individual to – it's probably unrealistic to think that he would change his mind, hire an agent, or like somehow mend the fences with himself in Baltimore. But it doesn't feel like that's a realistic thing that's going to happen, knowing the discourse that has and has not happened between the player and the organization and kind of where things stand right now. And, you know, the NFL is definitely throwing barbs themselves. I mean, we saw the management council's memo last week that came out, that's their way of saying, you know, you're not going to do business in a way that, you know, we don't want you to do it and it has to be within the rules. And frankly, I think that the fact that there's not teams clamoring to go give up two first round picks to get him because they know Baltimore's probably going to match whatever it is on the offer sheet. Uh, that's how this thing's going to play out. Courtney, awesome stuff. Appreciate a few minutes. Thanks. Thanks guys. Take care. Courtney Cronin, ESPN bears reporter. At the NFL owners' meetings, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. You know what? It's been a while since we heard Canty. Hmm. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to hear more of that in just moments. Shout out Can't... to Brock Heward. Exactly. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Just made a classic mistake, Canty. Just took a couple of Tylenol, actually three, and I did it without water. That's a mistake. Yeah, that's a problem. Now it's going to be sitting in my throat for the next hour. Mm. <laughs> Not good. Not, Not good. great, Bob. I'll Not tell you, great. if you really follow what I have done all day today, there is only one word that would describe me. Amateur. In every way. Amateur. And it's sickening. It's just sickening. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. It's been far too long since we played a little bit of Canty and Carlin. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Yeah. That is our friend Brock Heward from earlier this year, from the opening game over in Ireland that featured Nebraska going for an onside kick. And at the point in the third quarter, Scott Frost went for it, and this was his response to that broadcasting the game. I don't know about that. Yeah, and it's highly questionable. By the way, Scott Frost got fired not too long thereafter. Mm. So, Canty, let's fire off some sound, and you can respond based on this being some ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous words that you're going to hear. First... When we want ridiculous words, we go to Dan Orlovsky. They're a playoff caliber roster if Sam Howell is the player that they think he is. We had Ron Rivera on NFL Live out at the Combine. He said that they had an early round draft grade on Sam Howell the year they actually drafted him into the fifth round. So if he can play a similar style of football to, say, Russell Wilson did very early in his career in Seattle, they're a playoff team. This is a very good roster. they got a defensive line that can play dominant football. They've got a secondary that's talented. 
Um, they've got an offensive line that's going to be better as the youth continues to develop. They've got special pieces on the outside with Dotson and some of the speed that they have. If Sam Howell, and I called a couple of his games at North Carolina, if he is the player that they had graded coming out of the NFL draft, this is a playoff football team. I don't know about that. Hey, Danny, Dan, Dan, here's a question. If they had an early round grade on him, Canty, why did they take they him, in the fifth him in the round? round? <laughs> I'm not going lock, stock, and borrow. Listen, I love Dan. On that one, he was a fish jumping out of the water, flopping into the boat for them. I he absolutely bought in on that. I don't get it. I don't get it. He played in one NFL game. Week 18 didn't matter for the Dallas Cowboys. They happened to be on the winning side of it, and he didn't mess it up. He threw 19 passes, 11 completions, 169 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. I, I, I don't know that that's good enough to say, yeah, this is going to be the guy that's going to take us to the playoffs. I, I just I don't see that. If he's what we think he is based on our college evaluation of him, how about what you saw from him this past year when he was in your building? Yeah. How about basing it off of the game tape? If you're looking at those things, there's no reason to think that the commanders have any better than the worst quarterback in the NFC East. And thus, Dan Orlovsky earns the... <sighs> I don't know about that. Let us move on. Mike Tannenbaum next. Mike Tannenbaum's uh, mock draft on the 33rd team com, which, by the way, he runs, and it is an excellent, excellent website. But, Mike, with his draft, this was a little bit off the board when he picked Hendon Hooker at number five. He of the torn ACL at Tennessee. Here's Mike defending that assertion on this just in. He started 37 games in college. He started at Virginia Tech, played the last two years at Tennessee, and played great this year. But for his ACL injury, we may be talking about taking him in the order of these quarterback stats, maybe first overall. He was exceptional against Alabama. If you could play well against Alabama, you could play well against anybody. Yards per attempt to me is a really key stat in terms of getting the ball down the field. He can. Ha- he has great downfield accuracy. He has prototypical size, over-the-top delivery. I think he's going to be an exceptional player. <sighs> I don't know about that. Canty, please field this one. Listen, I-, I-, I think Hendon Hooker has a chance to be a good player, but you can't gloss over the fact that he just had a knee reconstruction. That matters. That's going to affect his value. That's going to affect his ability to be available this upcoming season. So if you have an alternative, then you'd probably go down that road. And when you talk about where the Seahawks are drafting with the fifth overall pick, that's Will Levis, Anthony Richardson territory. Both of those guys have more upside in terms of physical talent than Hendon Hooker does. So I, I listen. If, if you're going to tell me three years from now, Hendon Hooker's going to end up being the second or third best quarterback in this draft class, I can buy it. Does it warrant me using the fifth overall pick on him when I probably could get him in the second round? Absolutely not. <sighs> I don't know about that. Also, he's 25 years old. That, yes. That, that, that's worth noting. He's, exactly. He's, he's, he is he's 25 years old. <laughs> he is already enrolled in AARP. Can't wow. he? Uh, This from Arthur Blank, Falcons owner, within the last, I don't know, 30 minutes or so, regarding Lamar Jackson. His situation is, quote, very different from Deshaun Watson's last year. Quote, different player, different time. 
You have a winner in Jackson, an MVP in the league. There's no question he's one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Looking at it objectively, I'd say there's some concern over how long he could play his style of game. Hopefully a long time, but he's missed five, six games each of the last two years. Each game counts a lot in our business. I don't know about that. Can't he? I mean, let's not hide it. At least other people are willing to admit that it has to do with the fully guaranteed contract and not the injuries with Lamar Jackson. I I don't understand that. We're going to wrap it around the injury concerns. We've seen other quarterbacks that, that that can play at an MVP level deal with injuries, and that doesn't deter teams for compensate compensating them accordingly. I mean, we've seen it with Aaron Rodgers. Plays at an MVP level, gets hurt, he still gets compensated accordingly. Like, we, we've seen it all throughout the league. I mean, Deshaun Watson missed a year and a half of football. Now, that wasn't injury-related, but that had to do with some off-the-field things that were well within his control, and yet he had to sit down because, you know, he was out of pocket. And that still didn't keep the Cleveland Browns from giving him a fully guaranteed contract. So it's not as if the injuries is the end-all, be-all when it comes to players getting paid. Russell Wilson had injuries at the end of his uh, tenure in Seattle, and he missed several games. I think he missed a month of football. Didn't keep the Denver Broncos for paying him $240 million. So I just, I, I just, I, you got to miss me with the whole injury thing as the reason why you don't pay a player like Lamar. He's 26 years old, in his prime, won an MVP, can win in the playoffs. You got to stop that. That doesn't make sense. And finally, Canty, this is one in relation to me. John Wick 4 coming out with Keanu Reeves. Canty, not that fired up for it. I don't know about that. Listen, I understand how much people are into this. Mm. I get it. It's a ton of action, and I'd be into that. The violence, I'm out. I'm out. 25 minutes of, of... one battle scene, I don't know. That seems a bit much. Okay, let me ask you a question. Were you a fan of the Matrix movies? This is gonna be this is gonna be really sketchy on my part. I've never seen them. What? Ugh, I don't know about that. You've I've never, never seen, seen the Matrix. So are you just out on Keanu Reeves? No. It's starting to feel like a personal thing. No. I know he's a New Yorker. He's in the tri-state area. No. Did you see Keanu Reeves on the subway? And he kind of he kind of blew you off. What was it? No, Keanu is Reeves it? is a national treasure. Come on, I love Keanu Reeves. I have no problem with him, and I especially like the fact that he makes fun of the fact that he's Keanu Reeves. That's I, awesome. So, so why are you opposed to his movies? I'm not opposed to the. You Matrix. are opposed to him. You're not excited about John Wick coming out. You, you haven't seen the Matrix films. I, I don't understand you. Those Listen. are his two biggest film franchises. What are you talking about? I saw, what it's about speed. I saw speed one and shockingly, I saw speed two. You're willing to sit through speed two and you haven't seen the matrix. What the hell is wrong with you? Well, I don't know that I can do a show with you moving forward. I don't trust your judgment. Here's I, the problem. I, you know, when it comes to some of your sports takes, you know, we're on the same page and you feel like somebody that I can believe in right up until you told me you sat through speed two, but you wouldn't watch the matrix. Listen, all First I can all, tell was you Keanu is Keanu Reeves even in Speed 2? I, I don't even know if he was. I don't think he was. <laughs> she wasn't in the movie. It was Sandra Bullock. What are, I, I don't it was Sandra Bullock, also American Treasure. What are yeah. we doing, Carlin? Listen. I, Our show can... is losing credibility by the minute, by oh, the word. Oh, if you came here for credibility from me, you're in the wrong place. Oh, 
Oh, Come on. That's We're taking on you. Carlin in for, uh, in for ourselves. Yeah. yeah. I, I love Keanu Reeves' work and Something's Gotta Give with Diane Keaton and Jack Nicholson. thought that was great. I, 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 I don't know what to say to you right now. I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm shocked. It's going to take a minute for me to recover. You know probably, what to say to me right now. You probably need to take us to break right now because I need time to gather myself. <sighs> I don't know about that. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Hey, you know what Washington Commanders fans are not used to? Good news. Some is on the way next. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Little bit of controversy. I shouldn't even say a little bit. A decent amount of controversy around the NFL. If you haven't been following it, um, the NFL Network has had some cutbacks in terms of some of their personnel. And Canty, uh, we found out that uh, earlier, Jim Trotter, who is a longtime NFL reporter, did not have his contract renewed by NFL media. Mm -hmm. Now, if you remember, back at the Super Bowl, there was one reporter who was asking Roger Goodell at his yearly press conference at the Super Bowl about the fact that the NFL network did not have black uh, people who were working on the assignment desk or who were working in positions of management at NFL network uh, specifically, and Goodell kind of dodged the question. The person who answered the question was Jim Trotter. Mm-hmm. So you've got some of the quotes there from Jim. I want to get your take on this and just how bad this looks for the league. Well, Jim highlights in his statement that 60 to 70 percent of the, of the league is black, uh, according to their own data that they use at the NFL media. NFL Network. So the the surprise to me is that you don't have anybody in NFL media that's that's black in senior management that's a part of shaping the conversation and how they're covering these players and how they're covering the game and how they're going to spin storylines forward. The other thing that's equally as surprising is that you don't have anybody full-time that's on the news desk at NFL media that's black. That that those to me are absolutely egregious when it comes to a league that's trying to take a stance publicly in support of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And so for them to move on from Jim Trotter, who's been a longtime media member with the NFL media and NFL network, is is a bit of an eyebrow raiser. And the fact that he believes his questioning of Roger Goodell during the last two Super Bowls had something to do with the company not renewing his contract is is a a scathing scathing accusation toward Roger Goodell and the National Football League. So to be clear, he has been with the NFL in terms of the network and NFL media for the last five years. At one point, he was at ESPN as well. Uh, He told Michael Holley uh, up in Boston uh, that he was not going to speak about it entirely right now, but 
as he had explained after people were asking him when he asked Goodell those questions, that all he was trying to do in asking those questions was, quote, make the company better. Mm-hmm. Now, this is in the middle of layoffs of other folks who are on air there and, and folks across NFL media. Yeah. Uh, and as we see, it is a very, very big reality in media today that this is happening. Uh, it is interesting that he has flat out said he does believe that him bringing that up did play a role in the contract not being renewed. Um, yeah. I don't want to say it's it's hidden amongst the other uh, non-renewal of contracts, but it certainly is in a spot where it's not he's out on his own and he's been fired and it's clear that he's speaking his mind, and that was the problem. Sure, it's easy for the league to have plausible deniability when it comes to moving on from him because they're high, like, it, it's amongst other cutbacks and other layoffs. But the league doesn't get the benefit of the doubt when it comes to these particular issues and people that try to point them out because we saw how they handled the Colin Kaepernick situation years ago. And so much so that they were forced to then pivot and say that they were wrong in how they handled it. Remember the PSA commercial that Roger Goodell did with other black players. So I don't give the NFL the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. when it comes to these specific situations. And because Jim Trotter was so adamant about hammering this point home, diversity, equity, and inclusion in all spaces in the National Football League, I, I, I do think that he did ruffle some feathers, create some friction, and that opened the door for the NFL to move on from him. And listen, to bring it up when your contract is up in a few months, that that takes some guts to be true. That that definitely takes some guts. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the latest from the meetings next. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.